It was in the middle of morning prayer last week, I realized that while Advent is indeed a season of preparation, it's a, a season, a time of waiting and wanting, it's God's time to change the pace and the purpose of life itself. I realized that Advent is in a very real way, especially this year, a beautiful season calling for an adventure. Speaking of an adventure, I'm reading today from the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of the pregnancy of Mary's family member, Elizabeth, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Lord. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is now in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Okay. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the word of God for us, the people of God, this Advent season. Well, Advent is clearly an adventure this year. In fact, any one of us who've just kind of stopped in our tracks Maybe in the midst of morning or afternoon or evening prayer, we've realized that Advent this year really is not your typical Advent. There are so many things that are different that it's fair to say Advent this year is an adventure. Now, Advent for me, especially this year, and maybe for you too, is a time for deep prayer and brave choices. That's the sermon title this week, Deep Prayer brave choices. Let me explain. Well, during a family Zoom recently, we, the family members, were gathered around our chairs and our tables and our own locations at our homes. We were sharing stories, and one very meaningful story had not been brought up for quite some time. In short, we call that story Extreme Hiking with Will Deeren. We mused we pondered the unforgettable event and we shared our meanderings about our hiking adventure in northern Arizona. Actually, it happened well over a decade ago. Married now to Maddie for two to three years, 
Will said, I'm quoting him, Yeah, you know what I remember most about that scary time is that you and Wendy were so calm and cool. At that very moment, Wendy and I turned to each other. We looked directly at each other, eye to eye, and we smirked as our eyes got really big. We turned back to the screen full of family Zoomers and we said, Well, we needed to protect you. We needed to keep you safe and support each other. So really, without even thinking, or as you know, we never even talked about it. We knew it was time to make brave choices. Absolutely nothing was more important than getting you and each other safely to the top of the summit without any of us falling or getting injured. Well, let me share just a little bit with you about what happened, because here's the short of it all. While hiking the crooks and crannies of a desert wash in northern Arizona, the three of us, Wendy and I and Will, Will Deeren, our nephew, we decided to take an extremely steep shortcut, virtually straight up, and found ourselves stuck on the side of a mountain in a very dangerous situation. While Wendy and I actually were scared to death on that infamous day, Will, as he said here the other day on the Zoom call, he felt nothing but confidence and calm coming from us. All I can say is gulp. Thanks be to God. And I wonder if that's what Mary said to herself and maybe even said to Joseph and her family. Gulp. Thanks be to God. Now what's going to happen? Yeah, Advent this year is indeed an adventure. Advent is about making brave choices. Wow, I'm never going to, not only am I always going to remember what Will said the other day, but the look on his face. You guys were so calm and collected. But you know, we had to be brave because our goal of exploring a canyon and having fun simply, and I might even say immediately, shifted to survival. We made safe, careful, brave choices to protect Will and to keep him safe and to protect and keep safe and support each other as we climbed the side of that steep mountain. Well, in most years, as we remember Luke's version of the Christmas story, which I just kind of read to you the uh, visitation of the angel Gabriel, which precedes Luke's actual Christmas story in chapter 2, we remind ourselves about Mary and Joseph. The, you know, young couple from Galilee wanting to be quietly married and, who knows, eventually lead a very peaceful life in Nazareth, country life, good heritage, and, you know, maybe even establish a holy legacy for their children in that area someday. No doubt, though, they knew the Messianic prophecies. There are many in Isaiah. I'm going to share some of them with you this week, and I'm also going to remind you of some of Isaiah's messianic of prophecies next week as well. Here's one from Isaiah chapter 10, and you've heard this before. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, but Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son 
and will call him Emmanuel. And then there are, there are those, I think, really powerful words. There are actually another one of Isaiah's prophecies. This one is in, um, from Isaiah 61, and it's actually quoted by Jesus himself in the fourth chapter of Luke's Gospel. You've heard this. Let me remind you of this powerful prophecy that ended up on the words of Jesus himself. Jesus went to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he, is, he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then Jesus rolled up the scroll. He gave it back to the attendant and he sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue that day were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, or should we say he concluded his reading by saying to them, Today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That's from Luke chapter 4, beginning with the 16th verse. Well, although I think Mary and Joseph were far from scholars of the Hebrew scriptures, I'm convinced they were prayerful and consequently were in tune with God's plan for them. Never imagining, though, that God would actually use the two of them and their families to carry out his saving actions in the world. Have you ever thought that maybe God is still waiting for you to say, yes, I will do that, Lord, according to your will? You know, both Mary and Joseph eventually Jesus of Nazareth at all stages of his life. And now you and me, more than ever, especially this really crazy year, we have reached the time, all of us, God's time, a major turning point in our lives that I believe is moving us, each one of us, in a direction from deep prayer to brave choices. Finally, in case you forgot or got distracted, Advent is a season of waiting and wanting. Advent is a time to anticipate and prepare. Advent is God's time to change the pace and purpose of life itself. I love that. I love that. I'm quoting here from L. Gregory Jones, who's the dean of Duke Divinity School. Advent points us to a different sense of time, God's time. It can become our time, though. We are no longer on our heels in a reactive mode. We are on our tiptoes, proactively looking in hope for the good news of God's love for the world, of God's love for you and for me, expressed in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Indeed, we often overlook the fact that the incarnation, the word incarnation means to put skin on, this incarnation of Jesus required a courageous, risky, brave choice by young Mary. It required a risky, brave choice by Joseph to remain with her, even in a situation where it could have brought shame to him and his whole family. 
God obviously had had a plan for a long time. Again, I'm going to be sharing some of these messianic prophecies with you over the coming weeks from Isaiah. God had a clear role and he had a clear purpose for Mary. She could have simply said, sorry, Gabriel, you got the wrong girl here. But rather than that, and rather cower in a fear-filled, you might say debilitating lockdown, Mary put on her strong face and she stayed linked up with Joseph. And she made a brave choice that set the course and laid the foundation for the redemption of humankind. Yes, I believe God is clearly calling you and me and all of us and empowering us to step out in faith boldly, bravely, and faithfully with courage, like young Mary did when called by the angel Gabriel to give birth to none other than the Savior of the world. Let me share some questions with you this week. Some questions for us to start thinking about now, think about later today, and especially to ponder and pray about in your prayers tomorrow. Here they are, questions for this week. So as we step into this Advent adventure, this Advent season of waiting, let's ask ourselves seriously these following questions. What might be the brave choice God is leading me toward this week? What might be the brave choice God is leading me toward this month or even next year? What assistance, strength, patience, wisdom, and the like does God offer me in order that I can carry out these brave and quite possibly difficult choices in God's power and by God's holiness and in God's timing? In what way will God empower my brave choices and enable the consequences of those choices to fulfill God's holy purposes? And what's the chance, while I'm talking about purposes here, what's the chance that my purpose for doing things, are my purposes getting in the way of God's purposes? Am I thinking about where God might be calling me to either do things or not do things? And how might those choices actually be brave? What will it take for the motives underlying my brave choices this year and next year to be driven by God's grace, wisdom, love, and vision for the world? Oh, gracious and loving God, this second week of Advent, this Holy Communion Advent Sunday, we make a lot of choices all day long. And usually it's hard to make those choices at night because we're wrestling back and forth, maybe even being kept awake by a choice that we know we have to make. But there's just so many variables. There's so many moving parts. It's hard to decide how to make those brave choices. Oh God, be with us this week. Help us to live with these set of questions that were just offered to us. Help us to, to take these questions and immerse them like a teacup in a time of prayer each day. Advent this year truly is about 
deep prayer, and brave choices. Let it be so. Amen.